Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. I'm John Aldridge, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Uh, did we? Did we? Liverpool win? Did they? We won the cup, Rob. That's all you got to know. We won the cup. I, I got to say, I'm not feeling very excited by that beef. Right. I'm not feeling like we're, this has been a, a real achievement for us. Yep. I mean, the, the title of the particular segment says a lot. FA Cup chimers. FA Cup chimers. Well, we got to the final, and then we, we, we won the final. We were always going to get to the final. I know we were always. It was impossible get to get to not to get to the it final. It was. Well, we could have given up. In all fairness. Well. I mean, was that... In fact, when we got Man City, I very nearly did give up. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, well, congratulations, Beef. I, I mean, I really... We had really to see it, Let's be honest, we had to see it through. We did. Oh, we saw it through. We did. Was, was, did it take like a year, this thing? Um, I think it was the last week in August when we jumped on the... When we, Jesus, it's I, been going that long. I'm pretty sure it was the last oh, week Oh, well, we're not doing that again. <laughs> we might. <laughs> we'll start again three months. Well, it, months. it'll probably start earlier this year. Because the leagues start um, the last weekend of July because right. of the World Cup. I mean, the whole thing is, though, really, what it's about is getting one team that's the underdog and yeah. being on that team. Yeah. And seeing if you, how far you can get with See, it. the other thing is, we came in at the first qualifying round. Mm. There is three rounds before that. There's an um, oh really yeah there's a there's a an extra preliminary round a preliminary round yep and then uh, another third final qualifying round before but don't you, you get th- to the first but don't you think round. we're going to run out of questions to ask like I yeah. mean we need to come up with some better stuff yeah don't ask me about pies and that well let's be honest what did you bring to the conversations well you 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 stitched me up with the whole segment. <laughs> Uh, how do I? You know, I don't know anything about football. I know that. I don't know what else. We I, can I'm just cover. sitting there listening, going, "Where, where can I chime in here? Where can I t- go? Yeah. Can I, is there anywhere I can take this that's going to be in any way helpful to this conversation?" Um, and and it's pretty hard. It is, especially tough. when you get when we got some of the ones that were very boring, and they just talk about like welcome um, to all our new listeners, and, and <laughs> the ones that are just rambling on about. Well, they're really quite deep in the club, you know. Yeah. And they don't really realize. I mean, the deeper we went into the league, uh, went into the cup rounds, it was tough because we were reliant on clubs giving us decent people. And when they didn't come to the party, it was hard. I mean, it's tough talking to fans because they want to talk about their fan experience and how they're involved with a club and things. Whereas when we're talking to players and managers, at least they've, weirdly enough, even though they're on the inside, they're on the outside. That's right. Um, but also, I would say that um, this is a bit of a throwback to what you initially wanted 300 Days of Sport to be, which is to be helping 
small clubs and sports and giving yep. the, the smaller people some exposure, BP, right, was your actually. idea. Yeah. That's, uh, and you used to, I remember you used to say ethos. this on, on your radio, you used to, uh, on your station when you'd talk to SEN or whatever, mm. and you'd say, look, if I can just get one person out there to get up and get active and get out there yeah. and do something, then job, my job's done. Right. I've gone backwards, Rob. Uh, I, no, am that, I am there, that guy no, sitting the on guy. the couch. Can't be bothered to get off my ass. Yeah, right. There is well, a... good, you look fresh tonight, BP. Did you ever, sh- ever shower before? <laughs> What's going on there? I don't know. Have you been active or no, you, you just no. got out of bed? In did you? fact, you just got up. I'm still suffering with my back. Okay, still. No. So I think I've done something. Oh god! I went to a gig on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm oh. going to be honest. I am not gig fit. Yep. Late night, standing yep. up for four hours. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. For you a... know, I remember when you. I think it was when you did the shoulder, or you had some injury at some point. Yeah, and you. No, no, you had your appendix out. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was that one? I don't know. What's the story you're going to tell? No, no. But you had your appendix out, didn't I you? I did. I, yeah. I, I woke up and in the I, morning. You declared. You came in here and declared that this is the beginning of the end of it. <laughs> you, 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 oh, you said probably... you're slowly just going to break down from here and and, and take, I was on shift, the money. It's shift Again. off early. Make an early departure or something like that. <laughs> you, well, that, I'm, you're doing your best. I'm a soothsayer, Rob. I'm a sage. Really? I, because... I, I, that's something you'd want to be wrong about, I would think. Yeah, but I'm pretty much on the money. Okay. Yeah, I, I ruptured my appendix. Yeah. And then I had my nose job because yeah, that was that's playing right. up. <laughs> yep. Friday, I went to see the shoulder specialist. I need a shoulder replacement. Yep. Actually, got to have... Well, I'm going to do some other tests on it first. But, okay. And then my back's gone. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'm fighting it. Fighting it. Okay. I am the Franz Clammer. It's all going downhill from here. Do you, do you think the... Or the Annalise Coburg. I mean, but of, of all the people, how effective will your life coaching stuff be on yourself? Can, you, Depends how I bounce back, Rob. Yeah. If it's all about bounce back ability, yeah. I am the man. So you think the results will speak for whether your mantras are truly worthwhile and... Yeah. And have I'm going to talk from experience. Okay. I think so. It's already sounding good. You're going to talk from experience. Yeah. So what What are you telling yourself, Beef? When you, when you wake up in the morning and you're, you're struggling and going, oh, jeez. There's people in Gee, the world a lot hurts. worse oh. than me, Rob. Yeah. They're suffering. Yeah. At least I'm still here yeah. fighting. I was going to say fighting fit, but yeah. fighting. I, I'll tell you one that I did. I actually did this to myself one time when, yeah. when I was very unwell. So I had, a, I had a herniated disc in my back. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't really walk properly or anything. And, and I said that shooting pain down the back and all that stuff. I happened to get food poisoning, Ooh. and I was unwell with a cold. Okay. So I was triple whammy, those three things all at once. I got food poisoning, so I was obviously uh, throwing up and, uh, and other stuff involved as well. Not necessarily, And it's not obviously. good for me to be sitting, nor really pushing. Or retching. Yeah. Uh, or, or retching. And also, with the, I was unwell with a cold, so I was sneezing. Also very bad for herniated discs. <laughs> yeah, true. And I had to go in and play live on student TV Ooh. on the studio, play a song. Uh, I was almost. I was driving there. I was almost going to turn around and, and give up. Oh. And do you know? Do you know what my one is that I turned to, Beef? You what? can have this too. Oh, thanks, man. My grandfather was a prisoner of war for four oh, years. Okay. So and and he went in at seventy five kg, five foot ten, came out at forty eight kg. Wow. And and he went through that for four years. Yeah. I thought, well, You've my grandfather, if he can do him. that, then I reckon I can handle potentially losing control of my bowels, <laughs> potentially on live TV, on live TV, <laughs> potentially throwing up on live TV, yep. and uh, having a herniated disc in my back. 
What song did you do? That is Dave, it was a Dave Parade song, but I wasn't singing. Oh, okay. No, I didn't do like a Rolling Stone <laughs> beef. Oh, i got to tell this. This is a you great You can tell one. it, Rob. This uh, is what we do every this week. This is just one of these things that just cheers you right up okay. very quickly. Um, I'm walking through Northcote Plaza. Right. And there's this indigenous bloke. He's probably, I don't know, probably late 60s or something. Yep. And I sort of heard him come around the corner walking through Northcote Plaza. He just had his phone up. He had it up full bore, real loud, and, and it was he was playing Bob Dylan's like a Rolling Stone. And he had like a footy hat on, a big yeah. long beard. He looked pretty rough. And he's just singing. And he's just going, How does it feel, brother, when you're on your own like a Rolling Stone? And he's yelling it that loud through the whole morning. Wow. And, and, and I saw him, and I heard him, and it was just this guy playing his phone real loud. And I made eye contact, and he goes, You're not brother? And I, was just, I gave him a nod of the head. It made me feel very happy. Cool. That he was just charging along, this guy, you know. He was, it was a bit of a, a moment of self-encouragement, I think, as he, as he stormed through Northcote Plaza. Stormed. He was a Rolling Stone himself, obviously, is what he's declaring. And, and I loved the, the carefree, uh, you know, if it was a bad song, if it was something like Who Let the Dogs Out, I might have been a bit concerned. Although that would have had comic appeal, too. That would have had comic That would have been appeal. very funny. If, if it was, um, if he sung in that Venus Williams song, Serena Williams song, or from <laughs> Worst Song in the World. <laughs> okay. If he was singing that, then I would have gone, oh, that, well, that guy's no good. People won't know that song. Just no, a, a bad song. I don't know, Katy Perry or something. That was a, she has annoying songs. Right. It was like a Rolling Stone, Bob Dylan. That crowd from Western Australia you love, Birds of Tokyo, one of them. Oh, terrible. <laughs> they're, 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 I think one of the worst bands in history. Really? Oh, just horrendous. Shameful lyrics. Okay. Ten-year-old lyrics. There's there's lots worse out there, but that's oh, that's I've, okay. Well, I don't know. He's basically Christian rock, that band. Really? Yeah. He's in, because he f- doubles up in another another band who are like uh, thrash metal. Oh, I'll be surprised. No, he does. Is he a singer? Yep. That same guy. He couldn't yeah, do yeah. thrash metal. No, no I, I, I guarantee it'll be terrible. Carnival, I think they're called. Okay. It's one of Daniel Ricciardo's favourite bands. Mind uh, you, he's from Perth as well. Yeah, I'm un- I'm unconvinced by this. Mm. If I'm thinking of this set with the right guy, I'm 99.9% positive that he's in Birds of Tokyo and in this. Look, oh, who's Imagine Dragons? Who are they? Oh yeah, they're from Vegas. Oh, okay, not they them. did. No, it's, it's, the birds of, it's the Birds of Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Who, who they redid the West Coast Eagles theme song. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, there was a disaster again. Mm. See, he doesn't know what he's doing, this bloke. Well, perhaps he does. Perhaps he knows his market, Rob. Western Australia. That's not, that's not the sound of Western Australia. Yep. Tame and Parlour's from Western Australia. They yeah, sound exactly. like that crap. They are rubbish. They are fantastic. <laughs> well, well, which one's gone all over the world dominating? Oh, Birds of Tokyo. They're Who? everywhere, Rob. Are they? They're everywhere in are Western they actually... Australia. <laughs> Anyway, Just a shameful band. Hey, people, you're listening to the 365 huh? Days of Sport radio show coming at you live. Yep. Happy Tuesday, everybody! Brought to you by the good people at Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the whole goddamn planet. Get your beef jerky right now. Settle down for a couple hours of the greatest non-sports sports banter between me, Kieran Beefy Blake, the world's biggest sports fan. And over there in the red corner, casual Rob Bryce. So what were the circumstances that lead you to have a shower so close to arrival? Because normally you always uh, look... Uh, clearly, well, you, you still don't actually look amazing. Clearly writing a, a couple of radio shows that I have to do tonight, Rob. That's what I do on Tuesdays. But, but to have a shower in the evening so close beforehand. That's okay. Not, but it's, it's not your routine, Beef. <laughs> 
well. What happened? You just, just needed a freshener. Just different circumstances. I've got a sore back, Rob. Hot shower. Loosen up my back for the show so I can get involved and, you know, keep... Blah, 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 who's get the, who's, deep-seated into the show. Who's the poor person that has to give you the rub-downs? No one. No one? You're not, you're not going to a physio? Nothing? No, not yet. I, I'm thinking about it, seriously. Okay. Because I genuinely thought it was a back spasm last week. My back spasm used to last three or four days, mm. and this is still eight days later. So I've done something, I reckon. Okay. Well, you want to talk some sports? I went to Hawthorne Richmond on oh, did Saturday. AFL. Yeah. Actually. It's good to get along, actually. On next week's show, yeah. I have got the best top ten slash worst song in the world segment. It's going to be brilliant. You see, you see, the thing is, see, if it really was, is going to be brilliant. You'd be smarter to not say anything. No, no, because no. this is one of the rules that Jerry Seinfeld says: if you've got to, you know, overcook it before, you know, it's, I was you've actually put started it this way. putting compiling your recipe beef. Anyway, put it this way: I was going to do it this week, but I've run out of time. So next week, I'm going to spend some time preparing. It is going to be one of our best ever worst song in the world segments i'm putting it out there already rob so this is for people because i'm not that excited about it so hopefully the people out there listening might might be something for them to grab onto beef yeah uh, has there been any con- controversy in the, in the uh, sports news arena Has anyone done anything offensive anyone um any woke stuff no the the whole afl umpires has gone woke did you yes, know this it has actually hasn't yeah. it because you, know, you, you know can't even they, put your arms you out put your arms out it's called umpire abuse this is this is all gone the wrong way this is all to do with trying to make it kind of more about what you're doing. It's more just creating people with no uh, backbone. Well, okay. I'm going to turn this around on you. Oh, because Be- no, no, Beefy's no. been a referee, everyone. Yeah. But, I mean, regardless of your refereeing, people would want to abuse you, wouldn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, grassroots Aussie Rules football, Yeah, they are 6,000. That's 6,000 umpires short to cover grassroots Aussie rules. 6,000? Yeah. They're 6,000 umpires short. Well, they can't across. make that up. That's the thing. That's so, what they're trying to And address. do they think it's because people don't yeah, want to be because, abused? Yeah, that's exactly why it is. Well, that's where it would happen worse, really, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. That's when someone might actually try and belt you. As well. But mm. they're also trying to make it more attractive for people to get into umpiring. And so, maybe women. No, not maybe women. Yes, women. Yeah. That's what they're trying to attract. They're trying to take oh, That's that part of the 6,000 shortage, largely. Oh, no, across the board. From I'm talking from Auskick under sevens right. all the way up to Masters country. I mean, we're not talking elite leagues here. We're How talking. How did they get across... that, figure that one out? So they, does that mean they had 6,000 games without umpires? So, well, no, the, you, so, need, you need three umpires. So mum or dad has to come in and you, do the Exactly. You need, uh, and existing umpires are doing two, three, four, five, six games a weekend. So they have a goal of neutral adjudicators for all levels. Is that what they're aiming for? That's not oh, going to happen. Of course, yeah, that's exactly what they want. There's no doubt that when you do get the dad come in to umpiring cricket when you're a kid, yeah, and when he doesn't know the rules, oh, <laughs> Shouldn't man. Shouldn't be umpiring, really, if you don't uh, know the rules. This, well, this guy was bowling to, uh, uh, I was at the non-strikers, bowled to, it was Michael Olford, actually, yeah, uh, and it hit his pad, and the moron, it went past the keeper, and we're going to run a leg by. But he didn't play a shot. But you can still run off a leg by if you don't play a shot. It's a leg by. No, you can't. Not off a leg by. Oh, no, no. It was a by. It was, it was a by. Okay. And he was yelling, saying, oh, oh, I didn't play a shot. We can't run. I go, yes, we can. It's bys. That's for leg bys. And yeah. so we ran. And because he yelled that out, the moron umpire <laughs> said, 
no, dead right. boy. We'd go I, back. I've been in games where umpires have done that as well on oh. buys because you haven't played a shot, but you can run off no boys. But it was well, a first... well anyway. It came back around because he fired him <laughs> LBW and was missing two legs. <laughs> there was a cracker on the weekend. For, I think it was a, like a, a Premier League game in the UK. Yeah, where guys nicked it to the keeper. Keepers dropped it and guys walked off. I saw this. First slips, run around, grab the ball and run Love him out. Run him out, yeah. And they've let they've let him go out. Yeah. Now, there's a uh, there's a rule stipulation about misapprehension of being out and not attempting a run. Uh, okay. But they let him go they run out, it. and he uh, shouldn't have been. So if you've seen, that I didn't footage, know that rule. Yeah. If you if you think you're out and you walk off and don't attempt to run, you can't be run out. Uh, well, that makes sense. It's a, it's a special phrase called, I think it's mis- misapprehension of being out. So it happens to the best of them, boys. They, they struggle even in the upper echelons of cricket. Yeah. It and I, I've point. told you about the guy that when I played representative Auckland cricket, yeah. it hit this guy square on the pad. The ball went back down the pitch toward our bowler. Massive appeal. LBW, and he said, that's a wide. Wide? Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one, that. This guy was a registered umpire. <laughs> I don't know what goes through people's minds when that happens. No. Maybe if it was sort of widish and it maybe deflected and went wide or something. Like, even that's terrible. But at least it's gone in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. This went, the, it, hit, it went back towards the bowler. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, horrendous. It's like you just belted out of the park for six. That's a wide. Mm. No, very interesting. Anyway, well, screw him. So without, uh, you've been playing any golf or did you take some No, I've, I've had to get this video complete, Beef. Right. Work to do for Roberto. Okay. So I've had a very, very boring existence in terms of um, well, being might, able to come up with any event. It might sort of. do you So game. all of a sudden you want to know about my golf now, don't you? Nah, One week off. trying to fill time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll play Thursday. How's that? Okay. And uh, I'll keep you posted for next week. And maybe I'll go on Friday comp then too. Oh, okay. While I'm at it. All of a sudden, double header, bang, bang, yep. back at it. It's getting a bit chilly out there, Beef, for those 7 no, a.m. starts. Don't worry about that. Well, you're asleep. Chilly is uh, you don't get it's just 3 in the mind. Cold's in the mind drop. Yeah. Also helps if you're 120 kegs, maybe. Yeah. Definitely does. Yeah. Um, do you want some baseball news? Yes. Something very rare happened in the uh, major leagues on the weekend. Apparently, I'm going to write this first sentence off, though. It says, one of the things that makes the game of baseball so great... That's nah, not great. Mm. Is you never know what you're going to see. Every day there's a possibility you may see something you have never seen before. Sunday afternoon at PNC Park was an example of one of those days and a 1-0 victory for the Pittsburgh Pirates. What made the victory an odd and historic one is that the Pirates failed to record a hit despite winning 1-0. Not one hit. Not one hit. That's right. The Pirates won a baseball like not game. Even a got, no one got on base. Not from being, uh, not oh, from hitting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This was the, just the sixth time in Major League history that a team won a game without registering a hit. So how long has the Major League been going? Since 1900 or something? Yeah. So that's it's pretty rare. 21-year-old righty Hunter Green started for Cincinnati and pitched 7.1 hitless innings while striking out a career-best nine batsmen. However, he did walk four of those batters which helped lead to the Pirates' victory. Uh, Green got the first out in the seventh inning, and it was shortstop Rodolfo Castro then drew a walk. This was followed by a tremendous at-bat in which Mike Perez battled his way to the second walk of the game. So with a pair of runners on base and just one out, Green was then replaced by Art Warren. Warren into the game, continued the wildness by issuing a four-pitch walk to Ben Gamble, loading the bases without a hit, mm. with just one out. Then K. Brian Hayes hit a ground ball to second base,
base, while the Reds try to turn a 4-6-3. So that's shortstop, second base, first base, double play. Oh, no, 4-6-3. I can't remember the scoring in baseball. I should. I had to learn it when I did my sports broadcasting in the old uh, US of A. 463, what are you talking about? So they give the positions numbers on the field. So uh, left field is one. No, it's not. I can't. First base is one. Oh, I see. I get Second it. Second base I get is it. two. Yeah. It. So, they, yeah. so where so the they, ball they, goes, they, you know when you score, yeah. you go 463. Anyway. anyway, they tried a 463 and they didn't pull off the double play. Then Hayes then ran to home base and he had an RBI run batted in. I know that. On a fielder's choice. And the Pirates had a 1-0 lead. This proves to be the lone run of the game. Bedner, David Bedner came in and pitched the ninth innings for the Pirates, retiring the Reds in order for his seventh save of the season. So there's a lot of mm. um, stats in there. Stuff um, happening. Yeah. So without a hit, they won 1-0. So basically, it was a sacrifice run to first base to get the runner in on, on home. Anyway. Well, it did very well. That, that should just, yeah. Just... So that's only the sixth time in, so they play 168 games yeah. a season or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's third, it sounds how many highly unlikely. So there's a thousand games a year, probably. I don't know how many games. Two thousand mm. games times that by hundred, twenty thousand games, six times, probably more. Thirty thousand, I'm guessing. That's a good quiz question. How many games has there ever been in Major League Baseball? That's history? not a good quiz question at all. That's it's very it's hard. It's closest question. to pin one, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you have, you have to do that. You have to know when it started. You have yeah, to, you then do. you have to know how many games are in a season. Yep. Then you got to have, be able to do a quick calculation in your head. It's a bit much to ask, Beef. It is, and a then you got to know how many teams there are i don't even know how many teams there are it's, so that's uh, a terrible quiz question <laughs> terrible. too many things yeah I'll retire that like one. i said the closest to pin question um, have you been thinking about your retirement beef or you think about your retirement plan what for, you're planning retirement your from future? what well for, to the good life there's never going to be a good life for nah, me, you're gonna, nah you're gonna not feeling don't want to go into that but what? uh there won't be a good life come on mate not in retirement come on i i believe in you thanks you know at least you do get get the body right Yes, yeah. yeah, and that'll release more endorphins into your brain. Oh, is that what I'm lacking? Yeah, because then you can get physical beef. Yep, and then you get the endorphins. Let's get physical, exactly. Physical. Yep. Listen, maybe you get a bit of flash dance into your life. Flash dance. Yeah. Oh, that was Living Newton John, wasn't it? Physical was. Yeah, physical was. Flash dance. I thought was, that was um, flash dance. Cara Wilson? No. Ca- um. No. Oh, the the song. The song. Yeah. No idea. But everyone uh, knows the song. What everyone knows the song. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what was that? Who was she? Jessica Biel. No. no. What's the name? That the the, the actor. I mean, I've actually never watched Flash Dance. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're not the only one. But- <laughs> You've not watched the Flash Dance. I think I've seen bits. Of it. I've not seen it all the way through. It's not quite my scene, Rob. It was an eighties classic beef. You just got to. It was an eighties classic. Do it. I suspect it's just about sort of a working class girl that wants to dance. Yep. Okay. And she's struggling. She's trying to find her way in New York. Irene Cara was the uh, was the songstress. Okay. I'd like to try and find sort of a blurb. I've never seen it, but I'm going to guess that she she wants right. to be a dancer. But she works. I think she works in like a steel mill. That's next week, Rob. And, and, Rob's um, movie club. I'm going to review flash dance. Why not? So dancing is a sport. Jazzercise. It's pretty much jazzercise. Do you remember jazzercise? <laughs> My mum used to do it. Well, aerobics old style. Is that, is she, it, had a, she had a sort of a, a lime green um, nice. a unitard. Yeah, aero- yeah, all the way. Oh, no, no. It was uh, She used to go the, leotard, the, the leotard with, the, with the swimming togs. I, I can't remember if she had the sock warmers or not. Well, or the it, leg I warmers. mean, um, Zumba and all that and step aerobics are all kind of the same deal, aren't right. they? 
I, I don't know what the progressions are, Beef. I don't know when these things come into fashion and then fall out again. I think they just seem to be reborn for a new generation all the time. <laughs> but Jazzercise, the, yeah, that's yeah. definitely the best name. There's a, I see a Exercise new one. With There's a, a new bit of, one. A bit um, of, yeah. <laughs> a bit of I see this new one that's on bungees. Huh? So they hang these little bungee ropes from the roof of the gym. Yeah. And you can you can run and fly off and you fly around the um, room. That sounds great. Bro. I know. It what looks lo- really cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's way better than yeah. size. Yeah, but it looks really good. I, I have don't know to what say, that's called, by the way. That, but uh, I did see footage of these all these kind of middle-aged women. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, middle-aged yeah. women flying around. They're running time. around. They take off and they swing back and they, yeah, look really good. You know the old uh, aerobics old style you mentioned yeah, before? Yeah. When, when COVID first started and I realized I was going to need to start doing some home workouts... Yeah. And originally, just for a laugh, I chucked in a bit of a uh, Aerobics Hostile. Oh, right. And I have to say, whoever's behind those cameras, <laughs> it's, it's it's some deviant. I mean, it's yeah. it's well beyond suggestive. We used to get it in it's, Britain. It's blatant. They used like, to show it in Britain, Aerobics Hostile. <laughs> it's supposed to be predominantly aimed at women to do yeah. aerobics, and it's been totally taken over by male cameras. No, Rob, it was aspirational. Of the early it Australian... was aspirational. The women of Australia needed to see Sue Bridges in a skimpy leotard so she knew what she was aiming for. My word, I was somewhat uh, aghast at the uh, the lengths with which they seem to tend to focus on certain areas. Um, I, I, I will say, though, uh, I was very sore in some spots that I think I hadn't hit for a while after doing the my couple of aerobics all well, style. Before during, I found um, Funk Roberts for in, the Canadian. Yeah, Funk Roberts. In Britain, yeah. I think the guy's called Joe Wicks. Yep. And loads of people got into the Joe Wicks workouts every okay. day during okay. lockdown over yep. there. He came, he became really popular. But then he started, I think, he started selling like workout programs. So I think people quickly turned off him. Okay. Instead of the instead of the COVID, you know, one all one in all in mm. mentality. Yeah, he turned it into <laughs> money maker. Yeah, a um, COVID profiteer was he? He was a COVID profiteer, Rob. That's all right. Well, it is. You, had to, you, had to, you had to move with it. It's not like he's one of these guys who's stacking up toilet paper in his garage. He's just making workout <laughs> videos. He might have been doing that as well, Rob. Mm. You never know with these people. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Dane Swan, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Boom. Boom. Guys with David, David, boom. Did you ever watch Fame? Nah. I've only seen... I've seen Footloose many times, but I've never seen Fame or Flashdance. Footloose always gets a, a good run on Australian TV. Yeah. I reckon they show that film four times a year. It's probably just... I, I'm just... By the way, I'm going to guess the Flashdance story. Okay. Uh, I reckon... So she's like works in a steel mill, and she's a welder. And um, She's a welder? Well, she does welding. I've seen some... In the oh, video, yeah. she's got one of those welding masks okay, on Okay, right, I don't point. know. She does a bit of hard labour and that. So, and one night she's out, but she wants to dance, people. She wants to. Be we a all want to dance, Rob. And she, and she, she's out at the bar one night, and she has, she comes across some guy and ends up having to do some kind of moves in the bar or something, right. dance moves. And you, um, you're mentioning a lot of. Or something's here. Yeah. It, she to, or she has to go on the stage and do some kind of performance. Some way she does something okay. to display her dancing 
potential ability. Right. And this guy goes, wow, and he's a bit keen on her and also happens to be kind of plugged into the dance scene right. and tries to get her into it. Oh. But it turns out he's actually a bit of a sleazy guy. Oh, a bit like Coyote Ugly. A bit like Coyote Ugly. Yeah. He's a bit of a stodgy, sleazy guy. Whatever happened to the Aussie guy? Nothing. Did he ever do anything else nah. after that? He did tap dogs. Oh, did he? Is That's that a, the... This is pretty good. Right. Yeah. We're up next. Another on... dance film. Another dance film. God, we're, we're digging deep tonight. Um, but uh, but I haven't finished. Sorry, man. And then... But can well, we okay, save it? We'll say. But I don't actually know what this is my guess. I know. But then somehow that all fall to, it all fall to pieces. Oh, yeah, it always falls to pieces. But she'll find a way. She'll come back. And it's she, a classic. And she'll, and Rob, she'll do a big dance. It's huh? a classic W film. It's a W film. It's got to be a W she'll, film. She'll, she'll turn it around. She'll come back. She'll actually, do a big Actually, it might be an M. I reckon it could be an M. Start at the bottom. Go up. Oh, yeah. Oh, nah. Because it, it's bound to finish on a good note. Well, some moment of clarity anyway. Yeah. W film, people. It's got to be a W film. What do you got? Gags with David Boone. Yeah. Hey, I had um, dinner. We talked about my late shower, but dinner tonight. Hawaiian pizza, Rob. Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. But I left it in the oven. I think um, it was probably, it burnt, man. It burnt. Did you make it yourself? No. No. Why would you bother making an Hawaiian pizza yourself? The, um, why'd, you, why'd you leave it in the oven? I put it in the oven, but I probably should have had it on a lower temperature. Gags, David Boone? I reckon he can beat you. <laughs> Pick a number. 276. Two, ooh, 276 of Gags with David Boone. We haven't done this for a couple of weeks, so uh, if you don't know, David Boone wrote a book called David Boone's Big Book of Sporting Jokes. And nearly every week on this show, we read out one of the jokes. We have... 372 pages to choose from. Yeah. This joke is called Sorry. It is short and sweet. After a St. George versus Eastern Suburbs game, a Roosters supporter returned to his BMW to discover the car's headlights smashed and considerable damage to the grill. Mm. There was no sign of the offending vehicle or the driver, but at least there was a piece of paper stuck under the windscreen wiper and it read, Sorry. I just backed into your beamer. I note there is a rooster sticker on the back window. As I write this note, the witnesses who saw the accident are nodding approvingly and smiling at me because they think I'm leaving my name, address and other particulars. I'm not. It's not bad. Not bad. I don't mind that. Okay. Booney. A bit of redemption for you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little bit. That'd be a good trick to do in real life. It probably if, happened. If, if you're a bad person. Yes. Um, Don't do that, people. If you do reverse into it, somebody else's car, please leave your details. Yeah. If you can't wait around. I'm going to give it that half point. Half a point for David Boone, so finally. He's on he's, uh, two and a half now. Yeah, two and a half out of 40. Yeah. I bought a new book a couple of weeks ago called On This Day in Sport. It is May 17 today. Uh, happy birthday to um, oh, Sugar Paul. Ray Leonard. You got to tell you. Sugar Ray yeah. Leonard. Yeah. Um, Australian rugby union rugby player Mark Connors. NFL quarterback Matt Ryan or Matty Ice is his birthday today. Uh, who else? Matt Anyone? Ryan. Matty Ryan. Atlanta Falcons. He's recently been traded to somewhere. I can't remember where he's gone. Uh, what else happened on this day in history? Oh, 1996. IndyCar veteran Scott Brayton won pole position in Indianapolis 500, but was killed after a tyre deflation caused a crash during practice. Oh. He was the 40th driver to be killed at the sport's most famous track. He was only 40 years old. 
1990, Sir Alex Ferguson, legendary Man United manager, won his first trophy with a 1-0 victory over Crystal Palace in the FA Cup final replay at Wembley. He had been at United since 1986 after moving from Aberdeen where he'd won three championships, four Scottish Cups and the European Cup Winners' Cup. In 1964, Rob, the first officially recognised world championships in surfing were run at Manly Beach in Sydney in front of 60,000 spectators. Australian Bernard Midget Farrelly, you won't be able to call him Midget nowadays, well, won the men's title. Midge. And com- and Midge, yeah. And That's the guy off Baywatch's name. Mitch, he was. Oh, he was, was he? Midge, yeah. Sound like Midge. Australian Phyllis O'Donnell won the inaugural women's championships. And in 1980... 19- I reckon it's Midge. Check out the Baywatch cast. Okay, Go well, on. we've got other things to deal with first, but we will check out what David Hasselhoff's name in... Just Baywatch cast and Baywatch tell you the cast. character's okay. name. In 1895, English cricket great W.G. Gray scored his 100th first-class century in a county match for Gloucestershire against Somerset at Bristol. It took Grace 1,113 innings to reach the milestone. He scored 124 hundreds and 251 50s in his 43-year career. So, uh, and... 1875, the first Kentucky Derby was run. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, Aristides, ridden by African-American jockey Oliver Lewis. That Uh, means that Melbourne Cup is older, by 15 years. Okay, 1860, okay, right. It was a field of 15 three-year-olds contested the one-and-a-half-mile race in front of a crowd of 10,000 people. Hey, word got out, huh? Word got out, 10,000 people in Kentucky. Yep. Lexington, I think, the course is, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, my mate who lives in New Orleans, Steve. You he, just, he's from Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. You just mentioned New Orleans. We have to say congratulations to, we talked about the um, uh, pilot show for 365 Days of Sport that is on our Facebook page, Joshua Alt. Oh, yeah, yeah Who is... Uh, oh, he got selected for the U.S. football US team. U.S. football team, who we interviewed yeah, on our on, on our football thing. So, Josh Alt, congratulations, being selected for the USA football team. I'm not sure where they're going or what they're playing in, but congratulations, because there's a lot of football players in America to make the U.S. team. And yep. I think when we interviewed him, I know it was back in 2016, I think he'd only been playing for a year it so, sounds about right yeah so seven years so because yeah, uh, it's yeah. not that hard it's not as hard as proper golf is it proper golf is way harder anyway rob um we mentioned how many games of major league baseball there have been in history i just looked it up Two hundred eighteen thousand four hundred games of major league baseball so my 20 or thirty thousand is uh way out 150 odd years, basically. Well, are we keeping of, you up, Rob? Uh, are we just, really keeping I'd you be, up? I'm up at 6 a.m. working, beef. <sighs> like, uh, just Jeez. a long, it's a long day for Roberto. But uh, I'm paying attention. I'm listening. That is a lot of games. Yeah. And I trust me, if I had to watch that many games, I would be yawning. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I, you, I mean, you would be yawning in the second inning. Mitch Buchanan is David Hasselhoff's character in Baywatch, not Mitch. Not Midge. Mitch, as I said. They should correct that. Change it. Oh, should they? Yeah. Go back. What, just rewrite history? Yeah. Yeah, tear down, tear, <laughs> yeah. Tear down the like, Confederate statues. They're going to rename the guy from Baywatch. Okay. Right. Same same field. They'd have to do it in Germany. <laughs> um, let's do this. Is it better than the beef? Probably. I forgot about this segment. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Beef or bust? Is it better than the beef? Oh, the what do you got? founder of a table tennis club in Britain 
broke a Guinness World Record when he faced 117 consecutive opponents in a single rally. When we Zoo, founder and coach at Brighton Table Tennis Club, faced off against 117 opponents of all ages on Sunday at the Open Market in Brighton, they previously attempted the world record in 2018 but fell short. Evidence from Zoo's attempt is being submitted to Guinness for official recognition, but the current record of 112 opponents was set by Keith Knox of the Ormo Table Tennis Club in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and the Brighton Table Tennis Club hopes that the Ormo Club will accept the challenge and break the record again. So basically, lined up 117 people. people. He might have lined up more, and, but the, and they just hit the ball back sni- nicely him. back and forth. He's not trying to win the point. No, is he? no, he's trying to keep the rally going. He's just going dunk. That's no rubbish. Anyway. Rubbish record. Now that I've read that, it's yeah, rubbish. Yeah, I mean, I. I thought for a minute he'd challenged 117 actual players. Yeah, that would be and good. And beaten all of them in one on a one hit ra- one rally. Yeah, in a proper rally. Now that's a world. Now record. that's a world record to be impressed that's pretty by. Pretty good. Imagine if you could do Peter 170 people in a row. Like the chances of just making a, a fault. Yeah. So that would be impressive. That would be better than your record. That would be. But not this rubbish. Nah. This is I reckon weird. I could do this myself. It's a oh, it's, it, I sounds, mean, the logistics, it sounds easy, beef. The logistics of getting 117 plus people in a row to get past on the table and just yeah. knock it back so, is So on tough. the rank, oh, that's quite a way down. I, right. I'm not sure if that's better than the line costumes or where that sits around there, but it's not very good, is it, beef? No. And you also could just do it multiple times. Just keep going. And, like, if somebody does miss the table, but it's it's quite easy just to donk it back. Yeah, Especially if you're a easy. member if, of if a table tennis club. that's your one thing you've got to do yeah. for the day is to sub in and just hit it once just, on the table. And, it like, you just got to get bat on ball. Exactly. That's as yeah. simple as that. It's bat rubbish. on ball, mate. Rubbish. Definitely beef is better, said the vegan. Well done. Said the vegan. Oh, chimpanzee, that monkey news. <laughs> Monkey news. Uh, all right, yeah, 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 got it. Uh, By the way, Ricky Gervais' new stand-up comes out in a week. Does it? Ah, uh, Christmas Day for me. I've been waiting for a long time for this. All oh, right, okay. Yep. Monkey news, Rob. Yep. Here we go. Ooh, 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 done it. Murder trial is halted after monkey steals evidence in India. Wow. An Indian, Through the window, in and out. An Indian murder trial had to be halted under bizarre circumstances after a monkey stole several key pieces of evidence before the case reached court. The monkey was able to snatch an evidence packet that contained 15 pieces of evidence, including a knife, the alleged murder weapon. During a pre-trial hearing, Jaipur police had to admit to the court that since the murder in 2016, a monkey snatched the evidence while it was being transported. Their confession came in a written note to the court after they had been ordered to produce the evidence that was going to be used in the case. What's more, police said the constable, who was responsible for protecting the evidence while it was being moved for safekeeping in the village of Malkana, was suspended and later retired and then passed away. Jeez. The case in question involves the killing of Shashish Gant Sharma, whose body was discovered near Chandwaji Police Station in Hyper, Rajasthan. His family had reported him missing three days before the body was found. Then after it was found, they protested by blocking a main road in the region. Under pressure from the community, police arrested two men five days later, Rahul and Mahanyal Kandera, who were both from Chanwaji, and they were charged with murder. Key evidence in the case, including a knife that is believed to have been used by the suspects to murder Sharma, was collected and placed in an evidence packet ready to be used in court when the case went to trial. However, the evidence was temporarily being kept under a tree 
by the constable due to lack of space in the audit facility in Malkana. What? Who keeps evidence under a tree? Well, but what? what is this tree? Uh, Good uh, question, uh, Rob. Good question. You can't say a tree. It was... it's not, it's not, but it's a, it's a strange one to look as the, as the, as the alternative. Mm. We can either have it in the courtroom or we can have it under a tree. <laughs> yes. It doesn't make any sense. Not, does, not, that... not, a, not a particular tree, not like an indoor... It doesn't... No. It, it needs some specifics there, Beef. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh... <laughs> The evidence was temporarily being kept under a tree by the constable. So, so the monkey, to... all of a sudden now, is yeah. fairly innocent in this. Because I was looking at some sort of organised yeah. crime super sleuth monkey. Yeah, 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 me too. Of which they'd, they'd trained this bloke to run, jump in the window of the courthouse. That's where that's your target. Grab it, get out of here, and then we're yeah, make we're free. We're free to go. Yeah, yeah. It's but just, uh, you can't just go leaving evidence under, under a, tree. a tree. Yeah, I thought I thought there might be some sort of mistake. He yeah, I know. Clumsily, that... had had a nap and he left it there or something. <laughs> yeah, it came into the blue. That one. Not these are your options in the courthouse. If not, it will go under the tree <laughs> outside. Yeah. Um. The police said in their written like response, it's a, some sort of Christmas present or yeah. something. The police said in their written response that the monkey snatched the fifteen pieces of evidence and then fled. The police could not recover the evidence. Public prosecutors reportedly reacted angrily to the police's incompetence, suggesting their excuse is unusual. So there's a bit of monkey news from India there. That's mental. Is that not an April Fool's one? Maybe they have some it's sort India, of outdoor... It's India, Rob. Anything can happen in India. They have some sort of outdoor uh, court, sort of, you know, no walls of sort of courthouse. No, I'm pretty sure they've like just... It's just sort of a bit of a canvas, uh, what do you call it, mezzanine? No, not mezzanine. What do you call those? It starts with Z. Zim. There are things that hang over the top of your head outside. It's got a Z in it. Um, well, a mezzanine is an upper floor. Yeah, no, a... not a mezzanine. No, it's not that. A thing that hangs over umbrella. No, it's like in a. But you tie it off some sort of poles or something. You have it oh, over. Oh, marquee. Not not a marquee. Just but just a roof. It's just a roof. It's just a roof. There's some. It's a. It's always on those swanky house building shows. The block and oh, that. Oh, is it? I don't watch them because they're rubbish, Rob. No, I don't watch them either. But it's just it happens when the people build new houses. They want this thing in it. Right. God damn it, what's the word? I don't know, man. I've got no idea. Okay, well, forget about it. Good monkey news, Beef. Appreciate that. No problem at all. It's becoming uh, part of our show on a regular basis um, nowadays. I, I'm not sure what that police officer's... Uh... It's this very strange train of logic. Yeah, that was... A, in the sense that there's, crazy there's, there's story, none yeah. whatsoever. It's like sort of saying, um, okay, here's your choices. Uh, would you like to uh, go for a cup of tea or to jail? You know, does it make any sense? I need to find that bit where he says um, he retired. He retired and he died. Yeah, he did die. That's for sure. I'm still trying to think of this overhead canopy thing. (laughs) It's some sort. It's a canopy. Okay. Of sorts. What's more, the police said the customer. Okay, now's not the. I don't think now's the time, Beef. We'll we'll do this in the break, shall we? Yeah, be moved safekeeping. He was suspended, then he retired, and then he died. Yeah, Train train of events. Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass. No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Mark Williams, and this is 365 Days of Sport. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of mine. Because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! Worst song in the world, Rob. 
Yeah. It's been quite good over the past, uh, well, oh, I think the last month or so, we've done some real interesting ones to chat There's about. a few ones, yes, but more diverse uh, analytically, you know, require some thought, don't they? Not easily dismissed, not easily uh, yeah. delved into either. You've got you to really pull them to pieces. Exactly some right. Some astute Now, uh, we've had individual sports people doing songs. We've had clubs and teams. We did Liverpool last week and mm. found a better one than their actual single. Now, we've done quite a few of uh, official theme songs from certain events. Olympics, World Cups, Commonwealth Games type things. This... Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics we did. Oh, um, yeah. That, biathlon. Uh, biathlon. Now, this is the official song of the European Handball Championships for men. Yeah. For this year. Okay. Uh, the performer is... Brand spanking new beef. Brand spanking new. The performer is Rusa Magdolna. The song what is... Press release say. I unfortunately don't have the press release, but the no. song is called Fight. Good. Handball, Rob. This is handball. Yeah, intense. Now we're here at the top. It's time to be the best. In a way we can start till we beat the rest. Oh. Eurovision on the weekend, that wouldn't have been out of place for the Slovakian entry. And in terms of lyric writing, move over Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, we've got... Uh, oh. If you want to be the best, Rob, you got to beat, beat the, the rest. rest. Yeah. If you want to be number one, just bring it on. You'd be ready to... Uh, got to bring it on, is that what Something it was? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where they get the lyrics from. Who would have thought to Shakespeare. rhyme, rhyme Shakespeare. best? Shakespeare, they got the him best in. with beat the rest. Genius. 
genius. Uh, that's terrible, isn't it? I mean, in all honesty, and I've said this before, but I guarantee you, if you got an, a nine-year-old and said, write us some lyrics for a song about trying to win a competition, see what yeah. they come up with, that's what you get. Yep. That's it. And, and you've got to make it rhyme. Of course. Yeah. It goes without saying. And that's what you get was that. It's an that art in uh, Slovakia. I mean, they're in some way, I guess, that, you know, but you say it's a second language. It's, it's in many ways, it's not. They grow up learning English with all the Europeans yep. so from year dot. Yep. Um, so they know better than that. Yeah. They got bigger words going than that. Now, the reason why we did this, even though it, it does suit our worst song in the world ethos, mm. I found this. Oh. This is a band called the Raven Croaks. This is their response or their entry for the official song of the so, so men's... So hang on, hang on a sec. Yeah. It was, well, that was not affiliate with a team. That was the whole competition, wasn't yeah, it? That was so this the... person said, well, we should have a song. Well, we this, should be... this band have said, no, our song is better than yours. Yeah. This should be the new theme. Okay. Are you ready for this? Jewel. jewel. The Raven Croaks. It is called Handball. Is like, a, like a rap battle. Now. Handball. Handball, I'm gonna be the best handball player in the world. I'm going to throw that ball in that goal. I'm gonna score the goal because I'm handballing. I am handball man. Look at my hands. Fight, fight, you are handballing now. Yeah. Okay. We are now handballing. Yeah. I'm gonna throw the ball. Yeah. We are handballing. Yep. This is now. You are a fighter. Please fight now. <laughs> this is sport game. Very, very good. Handball now. <laughs> Why don't you handball now? You are a big player. <laughs> Köszönöm szépen! Ez volt a Handball Now című dalunk. <laughs> That's the song, oh. Rob! Well, look, it's a, it's a tight tussle. But <laughs> the fact is, lyrically, they're on a par. <laughs> <laughs> but I personally far prefer the delivery of the second oh, one. It's, it's, uh, we're gonna Handball Now! It's much more authentic. <laughs> Exactly. I think the people will get behind that. I think they should. But near enough a cappella. Near enough, but he yeah, did yeah. bring the guitar he in. in, in, the, in the Kevin breakdown. Murphy style. Yeah. Needed, needed a shaker. <sighs> That's what he needed. Oh, that was so good stuff, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> he, uh, he had very specific, but also simple instructions. Did what he said on the tin, Rob. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly what Keep he did. Keep it simple. Yeah, fight. We are handball player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw it in I the goal. Let's say that again, Beef. You want to hear that again? Yeah, the Raven Croaks. Handball, yeah, yeah. handball. I'm going to be the best handball player in the world. I'm going to throw that ball in that goal. I'm going to score the goal because I'm handballing. I am handball man. Look at my hands. Fight, fight. You are handballing now. We are now handballing. I'm gonna throw the ball. We are handballing. This is now. You are a fighter. Please 
right now. This is sport game, very, very good. Hand bow now. Why don't you hand bow now? You are a big player. Köszönöm szépen. Ez volt a handball now című dalunk. There you go. Ah, that's a good one. That's a great effort from that man. The right why don't you handball now? Why? Why, I say, why? Uh, that did tickle me today. It really did tickle me. Especially when you find the original. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. in context, the Raven Croaks is like, well, he's just a bit of a madman. But when you hear the first one, Fight, 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 official song, yeah. no, we're going to do it better. So he's actually, in, it, he is actually sort of half covering that song. He's updated it, Rob. I mean, he's made it better. Yeah. For the people to get I, behind. I really felt it stood on its own. It was that yeah. much. Is was, was, was that an original cover? <laughs> it was like Jimi Hendrix doing All on the Watchtower. Yeah. It was, um, and funnily enough, Bob Dylan, you know, Bob Dylan's getting stood up or it's taken over left, right, and center tonight. Oh, showing how Bob. it's done. Good on, Bob. Uh, from handball to basketball, I think Rob. It's the third midget of Bob Dylan tonight. What's the chance of that? Yeah, we might play a bit of Traveling Wilburys later. Well, or some Bob Dylan. Or some Bob Dylan, yeah. Kiwi. Straight for the Wilburys. Oh, I love the Wilburys. It was fantastic. You like that one song, don't you? No, I've got I've, both albums. Okay, carry on. Basketball Rob, Kiwi big man basketballer Stephen Adams is desperate to become a duck master after exiting the NBA playoffs. Stephen Adams. I was going to say Peter Pokai. Who's Peter Pokai? He's the, he's the New Zealand basketball team like in the late oh, 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, Peter Pokai. <laughs> right. Stephen Adams may have been eliminated from the NBA playoffs, but he's considering a new title and potential Tinder profile. The Kiwi basketballer faced renewed media hysteria at his most recent press conference after his Memphis Grizzlies side was kicked out of the postseason by the Golden State Warriors over the weekend. Adams was asked by a reporter about the Peabody Ducks, a quintet of ducks who have become a tourist attraction in Memphis as they roam the lobby of the Peabody Hotel on a daily basis. Here is the press conference. Before the season, I asked you uh, if you knew about the Peabody Ducks and you thought it was a hockey team. Did you ever get to go see the Peabody Ducks? Like, did you ever cross that off the list yet or no? No, are these those little marching guys at the hotel? Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't done it yet. Um, see, yeah, I, I mean, I guess i got to go see it. i got to go see it. i got to go see it, I think. Do young people do that? Does it, little kids do? Okay, little kids. Yeah, I just don't want to show up, and I'm like, yeah, but is it like grandpa and then really young kids? I'm gonna guess because I'm like, I'm like in between. I don't want to be like the lame guy. Like, I'm, I'm gonna this guess this lame dude doing, bro. Like, get out of here. This is for boomers, bro. <laughs> be the honorary duck master, I feel like. I could be a duck master. I feel like you could. I feel like you got enough. Yeah, you're a grizzly, a starter. Yeah. Oh, th- is that a real thing? I thought you were bloody yeah. Oh, bullshit. No, no, yeah. yeah, it's you could be a duck master. Yeah, there's like there's a guy who's like actually the duck master, Gosh. and then they have honorary like celebrities, sure. and, you know. Put that on the Tinder profile, eh, mate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah duck master, mate. Oh, everyone will be swiping right on that, mate. Yeah. Fuck, duck master. Wow. Sexy stuff, huh? Imagine if you came across Stephen Adams on your Tinder. If you're on your Tinder adventure, a seven foot tall basketballer. Mm. 
He wants to be a duck master, Rob. So there's some duck parade, do they? Like like the penguins down in the morning or I something? I guess so, yeah. Uh, the idea of Adams as the honourable duck master quickly gained traction on social media, and the Peabody Hotel soon responded by inviting Adams to uh, let his people DM our people. We can make this happen, the uh, social media people tweeted, with three duck emojis. So. You know what you got to do with that? You wait till duck shooting season, and then you can <laughs> go and knock them off, and then have a bit of a peeking duck when you get home. Memphis duck? Is that a thing? Me- Memphis? Is, well, is no, it, they, it's he definitely lives not in, a thing. He lives in Memphis, does Stephen Adams. I He's think I saw some ducks there. Oh, did you? It's well, in this well, hotel, there's, apparently. There's, there's quite a big um, river there. Right. Yeah, called the, it's the Mississippi River. It's quite a big one, yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Sunderland fan travelling to Wembley... He's going via Menorca, as it's cheaper than the train. Dad of two, James... I don't know my geography on the song. Okay, so Menorca's an island off Spain. Right. So it's quite a way away from London. He's going via that. He's going via that. Dad of two, James, 33, is a Sunderland fan, figured out it's cheaper to fly to Wembley via Menorca rather than paying for a train ticket to London from his home in Sunderland. Train tickets in the UK have become incredibly expensive in the past few years. Unless you book six years in advance and travel at the most inconvenient times, it can be impossible to secure a reasonably priced train ticket. Now, one dad is travelling to his team's player finals at Wembley via Menorca, as it's cheaper than getting the train or a bus to London. He won over his fiancée, Victoria, who's 34, by showing her the savings of his journey ahead of their August wedding. He said, well, yeah, man, she thinks I'm crazy. James Jelly paid £51 for plane tickets and an overnight stay in sunny Spain ahead of the club's big game after discovering a flight from Newcastle to London would have cost him £162. The plane journey to Menorca set him back just £12.50 with the return price to Stansted of just £10.50. The avid Black Cats fan said... It's cheaper than getting a train, man. There's some out there that have been ridiculously priced. I looked up flights from Newcastle to Heathrow, and it was £162 return, man. And I thought, I'm not paying that. I looked further down the page, and there was a return flight for 23 quid, man, to Menorca. So I thought, why the hell not? My mates were saying they paid £200 and £300 for their trip. Even the coach was £40. My flights are half that price and I get a nice little morning in Spain. Why, yay! Up the black cats. It's the perfect weekend, man. James flies from Newcastle to Menorca at 4pm on Thursday, lands back in London at 6pm the next day, and he's only paying 28 quid for his hostel room. And he's also packed himself a lift from Stansted to London from another fan and a ride home back to Sunderland after the match. Football's fan ticket to the highly anticipated game, where Sunderland are going to play Wickham in the final, was £55, meaning the whole weekend has cost him just under 100 quid. He added, I'm really excited for it, man. They stand a good chance of winning. The feeling this time is that we will go up. Sunderland have been allocated more tickets and will have by far the biggest backing, and we're the favourites. But it won't be a wasted trip down, even if we do lose, man, because I'll have a day out in Spain. So there you go. So mm. it's cheaper to get to London via Spain than it is to go direct from Well, because I've just been looking at Eurostar oh, yeah. recently, and it's, it's much more than I recall last time. Yep. That was 10 years ago. Okay. I think this. I think the men's right. Yeah. Maybe I'll fly. The old Ryanair, Rob. That's what you got to look at. Yeah, the Ryanair. Ryanair. I'll check it out. So uh, keep your finger on the pulse there. It's just the old crashing, you know. You don't want to crash. Um, 
on the plane. I'm not sure. I have to check into. I think Ryanair's probably got a good record. I don't think they've. I, I no, I wasn't talking about their, their oh. airline. It's just the the plane in crashing. general plane yeah. crashes. Not that that really crossed my mind on our trains, voyage. buses, and um, other forms of transport do also crash. Yeah, they do also crash. I used to look forward to the plane on our trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the it was a bit of chill out time. Yes, I have a nap. I love flying. And then you get a um. Oh, that upgrade. Where was that from? Like I think Minnesota, Minneapolis to um, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, they only did us one. Oh, week. that was fantastic. I just got ripped, got stuck right in. We had a good meal on that flight as well, though, which yeah, was I good. Think so great times that one. Mm. I forgot out of the snow. <laughs> hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass, no grass, would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, welcome back to 365 Days of Sport. That music can only mean one thing. Time for Sporting Gladiators! Whatever it was, 11-9, I think, last week. Do you want or something? I think I felt like I just lost. Yep, I think you just lost indeed. It is a quiz, people. We ask each other three sports trivia questions. There is a maximum of five correct answers in each question. Available five points. So it is a maximum score of 15 that is possible. I'm getting it. I'm getting it out now. I don't know what your mate was on about... It's in not the first best place. of 15. It's not best of... No, I've been saying it was best, best of 15, 15, and it wasn't best of 15. It's the... Closest to 15. Yeah, it's the, the maximum you can score is 15. It's highest score wins. Yeah. All right, Rob. Pretty straightforward for you. Seven Australians have scored triple centuries in Test cricket. Name five. Don Bradman. Yeah, that's one. Mark Taylor. That's two. Dave Warner. Three. Matt Hayden. Four. And... Triples... I'm sure. I don't think he's got the Steve Smith. Or has he? Oh, uh, Michael Clark. Yep. There you go. Yes. Five from five. The Good honour. The other two, uh, Bobby Simpson and Bob Cowper. Okay. Well, I'm glad I didn't say uh, Steve Smith then. That was good. Yeah, he hasn't. Well, I've also got a run scoring question for oh, you. Oh, yeah. It's most runs in a series by a captain. But I'm going to give you some clues, all right? Because <laughs> okay. I know that's hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in first place is actually Joe Root, but I'm not going to cull him because yeah. it's for the World Test Championship. Oh, what? Yeah, 12 matches. They've put that as a series now. So that's okay. just mental. Oh, so that's out. So uh, anyway, forget about that. So you basically laugh to numbers two through to six, all right? In the and in the World Test Championship last... No, 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 no. Oh, nothing okay. to do with World Test Championship out of it. In a series. Okay. But I'm going to tell you this. So there's no one from this century. All right. Oh, nobody from no, the no, no century. captains okay, from yeah, this yeah. century. They're oh, all really? and Cook's not there. And no, and wow. the, I think the most recent one retired in about '93. Okay, right. Be they're more for me from the golden. They're mostly from sort of between '50 and and '90. Okay, this is going to be a nightmare. Captains at bat. Mm-hmm. Alan Border. No. Captains at bat. In fact, Alan Border, he's about 20th. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say then David Gower. Yes. Gee. But he is sixth, I, no, I think. Hang on. 
two, three, four, five. He's fifth, so okay. he made it in the top five. Oh, let let's go, Mark Taylor then. Yeah, he had a one big series, I think, when he was captain. No, no, okay. No, I think he wasn't captain. All right. Okay. Um, Sonil Gavaskar. Yes, he is fourth. And then you reckon there's fifties? I'm going to say somebody like uh, Hanif Mohammed. No, I wasn't saying like specifically. I said mostly. All oh, like, right. Okay. So you just missed out the obvious one. Oh. Don. Don, Don Bradman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got three though, didn't you? Two. Two. Yeah. Graham Gooch. Really? Yeah. So second is Don Bradman. He got, he got 500 in one test. Don Bradman, Don Bradman, Graham Gooch, Sonal Gavaskar, David Gower, and Gary Sobers. Oh, yeah. They, oh, see, an all right. Yeah. And then it's Bradman again. Yeah. And then Graham Smith. Oh, at, okay. Yeah. Greg Chappell, Steve Smith. Wow. Well, he did all right, Beef. <laughs> Tough one. I'd like to do that uh, World Test Championship one. That would be interesting to see who's in the top five, anyway. All right. Uh, question two. In Rugby World Cup history, New Zealand have only ever conceded more than 21 points in a match on seven occasions. Name five of the opponents, but I want the years as well, because otherwise it's too easy. Where they conceded more than 21 points. In a game, yep. France in 99? Yes. How many points? No bonus point. How many was it? Do you remember? Uh, f- that they scored? Yeah. 43? Yeah, good work. Uh, oh, I think when we lost to England, most recent World Cup in the semi-final. No, we didn't. They didn't score twenty-one points. No, nah. oh. I think it was eighteen, sixteen. To be honest, no, we lost easily that game. Perhaps it was twenty twelve. I don't know, but that wasn't in there. Right now, is this when we games were lost only? No, it doesn't no. say oh, that. Oh, conceded. Okay, conceded. well then there's that Welsh third and fourth playoff game that was closeish. No, oh, is that the? Uh, Oh, I need to give the year. Yeah. Uh, well, that would have been probably uh, 03. It was 03. It wasn't a third, fourth playoff, but it is at Wales 03. It was a group game. Oh. 53-37. Okay. Now, what was the final score when we actually wasted England and South Africa? Yeah, that was 45-29. Semi-final. That, so even though we just... Cause everyone said the score didn't reflect the game because they got... I think they got a few couple of easier ones at the end. So that's three. So I've got one more guess, though, no? You do. No one from 87. Everyone got... It was just too many uh, four-point tries and everything. 91, we lost to Australia in the semi-final. I'm going to say Australia semi-final, 91. No. Nah. There was a game in 91, though. Italy put 21 on you in the group game. Yeah. I think it was about 81, 21, though. In 95, Scotland scored 30. Yeah. I remember those games all kind of high scoring. In 99, South Africa put 22 on you. I think that might have been the third, fourth playoff. 22 18. I think it was the quarter final. Quarter final. Well, well, whatever. And then in 03, in the quarter final, Australia did beat you 22 something. Semi final. Semi final, sorry. I I knew we lost the game, but I thought it was low scoring because there was only one try each. In fact, we didn't score a try, I don't think. So, four. Not bad. Uh, Okay, not bad. Okay. Oh, I've got to get your next question ready, yeah, Brief. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. we're on cricket again. Right. Much more straightforward this time. Simply, the top five highest career betting averages of, of all time in Test cricket. In Test cricket? Yeah. We've gone very simple. I don't know them. It's Bradman has won. Yep. Is this uh, include current players? Yep. Labashane? No. No? Right. Uh, career. Is there a minimum, sorry, innings? Uh, well, the lowest matches I can see on here is 14. Okay, all right. 
Uh, Adam Voges. Second. Yeah, okay. Um, if he's second, who's in the 60s then? 14. That could be... Oh, Babar Azam? Uh, no, 14's way down. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't he average 56? Oh, no, 14 only... is some guy G. Tittle, Tittlesey. <laughs> 1921 till 29. This is... I'm going to tell you that the other three, they're all pretty old, old, oh. old school. No, you've the names, the names are here. Yeah, okay. I've, I've heard of them. Right, so it's... Um, oh, I don't know then. if they're all old. It'll be... Uh, Victor Trumper! No. <laughs> um, right, uh, old, old, old. So it'll be... Um... There's one from a similar era to the last question. A bit of a tricky one in there, but I, I probably would have got it. Would you? Yeah. Mm. He also didn't play a whole lot of tests, oh, but go. but there's a reason for that. Keith Miller, no, no. is that it? Yeah, that's it. Right, so yeah, Bradman, Voges, uh, Graham Pollock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's one I was hinting at. From the Windies, 1930-54, G. G. Headley, George Headley, yeah, and H. Sutcliffe from England, Herbert Sutcliffe. Herbert Sutcliffe. Then after that, Steve Smith. Oh, so Smith's ahead of Labuschagne now. Okay, I well, thought it was uh, this is what I'm worried about. Oh, there's Labuschagne. He's dropped oh. way down. Oh, is he? Oh, he's down about 15. Okay, now so mind. He's 54 average now. Oh well, here we go. Since 1980, nine Australians have taken more than six wickets in an innings, but played less than 20 matches in their career. Test matches, that oh. is. So they've taken more than six yeah. wickets in an innings. Yeah. But played less than twenty test matches. Okay, so name so, five. So there's the guy just from this season, Mark Bolan. <laughs> Mark Bolan, a T Rex. Get well, it what's on. What's his name? Scott Bolan. Scott Bolan. Scott Bolan. Mark Bolan. I bet he never played cricket in his life, Mark no, Bolan. I mean Scott Bolan. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw this one out. Yeah, Stuart Clark. I think he played more than 20 tests. Oh. I don't know. Actually, I don't think he took six wickets in innings. So, good guess, though. James Pattinson? No. Oh. It's a good guess. Good. I think he played 21 tests, actually, James Pattinson. Who else has come and gone? Uh, I can't think of a spinner. It's always just been Lion. Most. This, sorry, this is for in the history of cricket? Since 1980. Since 1980. Oh, this is quite a tricky question. And less than 20 test matches, yep. too. That's the hard part. Yeah. Joe Angel. Joe Bandries! <laughs> I don't think he... They never got... Oh, uh, Bruce Reed. No, he's not on the list either. Oh, God, disaster. Yeah, That's got to be it. That is it. The first one on the list, Mike Whitney. Really? Yeah, 12 tests with a 7 for 27. You've only played 12 tests, Mike Whitney. One's oh. going to surprise you on this list as well. Carl Rackerman, 12 really? tests, 6 for 86. Okay. Bob Dutchy Holland, 11 tests with a 6 Don't, for 54. Never heard of him. Peter Taylor. Peter Taylor's in there. 13 tests with a 6 for 78. I can't believe he got 6. I would have. He was on a, a turn dibbly of dobbly Green. nothing. Sydney Krieger only would have got that. He just says flamboyant action. Just, Tony uh, Donnermaid. Tony against, Donnermaid. Against he, New Zealand. He tests? 10 test matches, a 6 for 58. Here's the surprise. Michael Bevan. Really? Only Less than 20 test matches? 18 test matches. He got a 6 for 82. I can't believe that. Here's the best one. Jason Crazier. Two test oh, matches. Jesus. Forgot about Eight him. for 215. <laughs> then you've got Steve O'Keefe. Played nine test matches with a 6 for 35. Yeah. So, great. Gosh. So, I get one. Who, who did yeah. I get? 
Uh, oh, Scott, Scott Boland from this series, yeah, six for seven. Oh, no, no, well, that was on. God's going well until that one. Mike Whitney. Mike Whitney again. He's been a bit of a troublesome <laughs> lap for me, that Mike Whitney. He's popping up. So can you do it, Beefs? You've had two and two, haven't you? Yeah, no, I've got no No, you can't do it. Okay, well, the question was another tricky one, I think. Which one was it going for? Oh, yeah, it's most runs in a day. Most runs in a yeah, day? Yeah, you could go from the top. Ten, s- I think I'm saying top ten. Okay, all right. Uh, now, there's another clue. Two batsmen feature in this twice. Well, one I was going to say it's Brian one, Lara. In fact, one three times. Brian Lara? No. No! Oh, hang on. What number is that? One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No. He's in the top ten, you just said. Thir- t- thirteen. Oh, thirteen, okay. Well, I, the other one I was going to put was Matthew Hayden then. Against Zimbabwe. No. No. In a day. Runs in a day. One person has scored a triple century in a day. Graham Gooch. No. No. Gee. Sachin. No. Gee. Uh, Chris Gale. No. When he got his 300? No, he probably did. All right. No, so. only one person scored 300 in a day. Don Bradman. Yep. Yeah, all right. There you go. Wally Hammond and second Wally one. Wally Hammond. Five. There you go. There's an answer to every question from now on. Wally yeah, Hammond. And so Bradman's on the, in there three times oh, in the top yeah, ten. Yeah. And there's another batsman who's in there as well. You know, because they used Berinda to... Saywag. Oh, yeah. They used to bowl 110, 120 overs in a day when Bradman was playing. Oh, yeah, so. right. Well, that's why I thought it was strange that he, of all people, yeah. Wally Hammond, uh, D- D.S. Compton for England. Dennis Compton, Dennis yeah. Dennis Compton. Gee, I wouldn't have thought uh, that. David Warner. Oh, right. 244. See, I thought Brendan McCullum would be on here with his 2302. So the record in the top 10 is only 240 in a day. Yeah, because the like first New Zealander is Nathan Astor with his 222 that he made against England wow, that time. there you go. Surprising. Ross Surprising. Taylor, 209. Yes, interesting stat, that one. Yeah. Tricky stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Good stuff. Well, good quiz. Good Got quiz. smashed. Absolutely smashed. Did you get any then? The last no, one? No. Zero. Oh, tough. There's, been, there's a couple of tough ones there. So when Chris Gale... Chris Gale's got two triple hundreds, right, in Test Cricket. Yeah. And yet... He didn't score didn't 200. Didn't score 220, 220 in a day. 220 in a day. Wow, that's a surprise. Yeah. That is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's finish this off, Rob. I've got an article that just says, Indian Gold Heist. Okay. A man who was acting suspiciously at an Indian airport was found hiding two pounds of gold, which is worth over $80,000, up his butt. The passenger had arrived on an Air Arabia flight to the city of Jaipur, sat down again, and was looking suspicious from his manners. The airport official said that a personal search is carried out, and officials claimed that three transparent polyethylene capsules wrapped in a white plastic were concealed inside the man's bum. Basically... Ah. Inside the actual capsules were small metal granules that made up of almost pure gold. 791 grams worth of gold at 99.5% purity was extracted and then seized. Apparently these types of incidents happen regularly, as some 1,632 people, including 324 foreigners, have been arrested in these cases in the past 10 years. Just last year, two men were caught smuggling gold and cash worth over half a million dollars into an Indian airport, having cunningly popped the goods under their wigs Ah, to conceal them. Very cunning. Yeah. Akbar Ali and Zubair Hussein were arrested at Chennai after arriving from Dubai. The suspects were stopped at the airport's exit after their unusual hairstyles raised suspicion. Officials then discovered that the men were wearing wigs, which were hiding two packets of gold paste, which is a relatively new way of smuggling gold. Uh, In footage, officials could be seen peeling back the men's fake hair to reveal black parcels stuffed with cash and gold paste, which have been glued to their heads. 
How didn't it do the um, the X-ray machine? Uh, Perhaps they put uh, it on I, after. I, 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 there's a few holes in this for me. They also recovered gold from their socks and their rectums. Cash, gold, and other illicit items can be seen being laid out on a counter, showing just how much the duo had attempted to sneak through the airport. Snow- smuggling gold in pace form is a method that has been adopted by crooks hoping to dodge metal detectors and X-ray machines at airports. Oh, there you go. Uh, do I need to read this? Yeah, no. There's, I've got an easy solution for the next time on how to go about it. Just leave it under a tree. Yes, in India. Yeah, Let yeah, the monkeys... And the monkeys sort it out. Yeah. yeah foolproof yeah. plan, beefstock. Absolutely foolproof. What's going on, Robin? Anything exciting over the next few days? Yeah, I get to get back on the golf course. Oh, good. Glad you do. I've been working. Be interesting to see after you've had a week off to see uh, if it it comes back. If it comes back. Don't you worry, Beef. (laughs) Don't you worry about Roberto. Don't you worry, baby. Don't you worry. Oh. We've got to thank Jack Link's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. Whatever you're doing over the next few days and the following weekend, please go and get your Jack Link's Beef Jerky and just spice up your life, as the Spice Girls once said. They're an inspiration, that lot. They are. Girl power. Apparently, Posh is determined to put on weight because David apparently likes it that way now. Right. That's I just read that in the paper today. Well, that's a good luck. Just just keep eating. I was going to ask you about the updates from Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, but I can't be bothered. No, i got to check it out, actually. I think oh. she's back on, on the she? stands this week, and it's, it's time for them to go back at her, and I oh. think she's getting ripped. I think it's, a, I think it's a shaming. All right. Yeah. Well, congratulations. She keeps crying, her. though. Oh, does she? Yeah, she, tries, she thinks that'll convince people if yeah. she keeps doing fake crying, but there's no tears. Uh, by the way, Rob. Yeah. Jack Link's beef jerky is the food of astronauts, people! It is the food of astronauts. I knew that. Please follow us on uh, social media. We're on Facebook, 365 Days of Sport. We're on Twitter, 365 Days of Sport. We're on um, Instagram, apparently, 365 Days of Sport. Mm. Our pilot show is the pinned post on the Facebook page. So if you want 53 minutes of pure gold entertainment, following Beefy and Rob around Arizona and Dallas, you know where to find us. This has been episode 248. Eight of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. See you next week.